It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast day two, ACC kickoff, Weston in Charlotte. What up, Joe? You sick of me yet? No. <laughs> There's a lot of like close time. Actually, uh, you know what? This is you know what? This is perfect because we we're really just. This is this is the this is you and me. The difference between you and me is that you actually get that you you get that extrovertedness out of you. Like yes. this is your jam right mm. now, and I need to go into like my cocoon from time to time. And it's funny. Yesterday, I, I kind of busted your balls yesterday for the whole full Gilio thing. Yes. So you, in fairness. You, you have to bust my balls. Actually, it's more of an appreciation. Not you bust not you busting my balls. It's no, more of an appreciation I, of you. Yeah, because I, I have to explain it to people. I'm just like, no, no, no. He's paying attention. So, so what asking. happens? So what happens at events like this is there's a lot of multitasking yes. that has to take place. And we do not have our sweet Ethernet connection that we have at the Ethernet Studios in downtown buddy. Raleigh right now. Seriously, <laughs> Greg, hate him. We I'm owe you. At, I'm looking at the camera right now. We owe you so what, much. What do you need us to sell? Because buy those damn nachos. <laughs> go buy a gift card to all Empire Eats. Like do whatever it is you need to do because that Ethernet cord that we got at the Ethernet Studio has spoiled us. Yes. Look, man, the Weston's kind of you know it is what it is. But editing video, getting it turned around, getting it up online, thing like that. I have to multitask. I'm I'm the technical guy here, right? Yes. So a couple times people have been sitting at our table telling us stories, you know, catching, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. And you, you know, you're engaged. Eye contact, hitting them on the shoulder, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I'm just plugging away. <laughs> you know, whatever. Try to, you know, got to get on YouTube. Right. Let me get this going. Let me email the news and observer. Somebody's got to be in charge. Right. right? So, I mean, somebody's got to run. Come the, on. Somebody's got to, somebody's <laughs> got to land the plane. So <laughs> there was somebody, I'm not going to say who it was. But there was somebody who was telling us a story and I was not looking at no. him. I was engaged with the computer doing like, work. And he's looking at you, are you like, sure? what is, is, this, <laughs> is this jerk to stop paying attention? And you went, no. No, no. no, no. he does. He's like, what'd you say? <laughs> Throw out a number and he'll, he'll get it back he'll to get you. It. He's, so, he's there. He's so there. I appreciate that. You yeah, get yeah. it. You know where I go into my Joe face. Mm-hmm. It's a face I make, right? It's not necessarily a face. It's just I can tell that you are zoned in on whatever the, the other thing is that you're doing. Yeah. And people aren't used to it because they don't do radio shows with you. So <laughs> I know it, though. Like, there's a point where That's I right, lose you and then ago, you start doing stuff. And I'm like, well, well Joe, if, if you can't pay attention to me, no. so why can't How would one expect other people to pay attention? Well, there's other things that are going on. But, but that was, of course, before cameras uh-huh. in, in the radio world. Yes. In, in yes. Podcast world. So here we are. So our show. We got a lot of things going on that are ACC kickoff related today. However, that's some big news. Big news. They finally uh, did the Sebastian Ajo contract extension. Eight years. You know, that seems to be what they were always going to be going for. Um, you and I, in talking with Tom Dundon, owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, talking to Don Waddell, president general manager, they were very upfront from the end of the season. Every single time the Ajo thing came up, it was like, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it, it finally got around to that. So he's locked in. This is not, it's, it's just a, a a known conclusion. It was just a matter of what it was going to look like. We now know the, the details of the deal, and we understand what Sebastian Ajo is for the Carolina Hurricanes going forward. It's a conversation you and I have had. 
Luke DeCock, who's sitting next to us from the News and Observer columnist, he straight up said it to us. He's the next captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. In order to make that happen, you got to lock him in. They backed it up, and here we are. Yeah, Ajo's only 26 years old. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that. Um, look, this gets him more money for next year. He was mm-hmm. under he was under contract for $8.4 million. Now it goes up to 9.75. All right, so there's a little bit of a win for him. But ultimately, this is a win for the Canes. This is a this is a team friendly deal. This is your best player. Yes. Now we've How talked is- about can you win the cup if Sebastian Ajo is your best player? Uh-huh. What they need to do is augment the the wings and the scores around him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not Tavo Teravani, where he's not incapable of scoring. He he is a capable scorer. You just want to see the you know, last two years, thirty seven goals, thirty six goals. That's what you want to see at yeah. and the thirty eight goals the year before that. So. What the Canes want out of Sebastian Ajo is they want to see him in the playoffs take it to that next level. They want him to be Rod Brindamore in the playoffs. That's what they want. You know, he's an all-around player. And, he facilitates and so much, but it's, he does a it's, lot of good. He does a lot of things good, and he does really doesn't do that much great. How about that? I can relate. Yeah. So, but that, I think I think there are two things that are working against Sebastian Ajo. There's the actual on-ice performance and what people want out of what are considered high-level, elite NHL players, which the Canes have one in Sebastian Ajo. But yeah. what does it look like? Is it high high goal scoring, coming up big in the playoffs, those types of things? I Well, he still hasn't had a 100-point season. I, I think that you know, is somewhat glaring. But there's a little there's a little Jordan Stahl. And he doesn't have Jordan Stahl's defensive prowess, right, obviously. Right. But when, I, when we talk about Jordan Stahl, people get wrapped up in the goal scoring, and they go, yeah, but look at all the other things that he's doing. And I think, again, that's the important part about Sebastian Ajo. I also, and I, look, if you want to call me homerish for this type of thing, but we have plenty of evidence to back this up. If Sebastian Ajo was not playing with the Carolina Hurricanes, let's say he did sign with Montreal or something like that, or they got him, or if he played in a market that you know the traditional media likes to to pump up all the time, Sebastian Ajo would be caught would be discussed in a completely different way. But because with the Carolina Hurricanes, it ends up being somewhat buried in a way. But look, it was going to happen. I'm glad it happened. It's over. Sebastian Ajo is locked in. And, and much easier great. than the last time around. Yes. You mentioned yes. the Montreal offer sheet, you know, and, and that was the big thing for me when we had talked to Tom about Ajo. Yeah. Like, hey, man, is there any ill will from that last time? Is yeah. this thing going to get done? He straight up told us yeah. this is going to get done. I'm not worried about it. One other Carolina Hurricanes note before we get to housekeeping, you know, Ajo is the big news. That's the thing that people should be focused on and how can, as you said, augment around mm-hmm. Sebastian Ajo. Which, again, they tried last year with Max Pacioretty. That was the best laid plans. Best laid plans. Tony D'Angelo also finally signed with the will he or won't he with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I this is more of an editorial in how we talk about Tony D'Angelo versus what Tony D'Angelo actually is. The, okay. the amount of wasted energy people have about Tony D'Angelo is, at this point, mind-numbing. I'm not really interested in engaging who Tony D'Angelo is or isn't. We, we know that not everybody on your team is like the favorable guy or whatever it is. Let's just look at it for what is consistent with the Carolina Hurricanes. Tony D'Angelo is what Tom Dundon absolutely loves to do. Hasn't worked anywhere else? I'll make it work. Yeah, I made it work that one year replacing double, Dougie Hamilton. He was at replacement level for about a million bucks. Oh, it failed in Philadelphia? 
and we can get them for 1.67 or whatever it is, yeah. and we can put them up. Seriously, where what number defenseman is he on the on the Carolina Hurricanes this upcoming season? It's a completely different role. Completely than different the role. last time. He's going to be buried, and it's a little bit of a bonus, in, yes. in my opinion. Yes, and, and if it, he can and help again, him out on the, at a cost where, if he can help him on the power play, which is what we've been screaming about, yeah, uh, well, then make it happen. First power play, second power play. You know that that's how you get to that hundred point level. By the way, mm-hmm. Sebastian Ajo is it, just just speaking to replacement level, just having a replacement level power play. Yes, totally with you on that. So I've gotten some uh, tweets about this, about the stickers, because we've been retweeting people who have uh, said, hey, thanks for the sticker. Are they putting on something? Just email me. Yeah. The OG goes digital at gmail.com. Again, the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Put the headline, the subject line, sticker, and send me your address. The address is important, and I'll mail it out to you. The kind of way I'm looking at this is, you know, any money we make off of YouTube Bonus. It's bonus, and you know what? I can I can buy a stamp with the YouTube money and send you guys basically. stickers. I mean, basically, yes. That's essentially what we're getting. <laughs> the amount of stickers I've been sending out comes out to about what we're making in terms of YouTube money. No, I take it back. The YouTube money is what's buying us the stickers. We can buy the stickers with the YouTube okay. money. But us, I'll hey. take it. I'll take it. And if the listeners want it, I'm all into it. I would promote the golf tournament, but I'm pretty sure the golf tournament's already sold out. <sighs> We have either one or two spots as we speak left. So we have like three groups. 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 We have groups. one or two groups okay. left. That's cool. So that's cool. You know, I made the made the smart decision to sell them by group. Yeah. Instead of sitting there trying to, I, so I could sell eighteen of something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit harder for me to sell seventy-two of something. So let's knock the number down. <laughs> All right. And uh, now looking forward to it. Eagle Ridge, October sixth. Okay. It's going to be a day. It's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. We're gonna have prizes. Ooh, I'm excited about Do I need prizes. to order more cups? Uh, no, we're going to have a little bit better stuff than that because I'll, I'll just spoil it since I've already sent them the contract. Homefield Apparel is coming on. Start of that. the football season. And if you have not put on one of their sweatshirts, it's the best. I'm telling you, they're, they're the best. It's like a blanket. Yeah. It is like a hug. Wait, so are we giving out Homefield gear? We will be buying some stuff because... This little boondoggle of ours, we'll, we'll try to treat the love people it. who have taken care of us. Love it. Right? Absolutely love it. So I'm going to try to come up with at least nine prizes because we'll have tickets. Mm-hmm. We have we, we can get our hands on some Canes tickets, some um, NC State basketball tickets from our friends at NC State basketball, some NC State baseball tickets. Keep an eye out for the Law of the Wolf this week Exciting. with Elliot Avent from the Oakwood Pizza Box. Great episode. Uh, you want to hear about Henry Kissinger and A-Rod and Elliot and his dad at a game? This is your chance. <laughs> That's a tease. <laughs> Move on. ACC kickoff day two in Charlotte. And joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, our friend Roddy Jones. Then you're you're actually shooting up the charts in our favorite person That's... to talk to because you gave me the highest compliment anybody could have ever given. Well, uh, it was true. It's that you, you guys have the best setup on Radio Row, and okay. that is the ultimate ultimate compliment. Um, you've got tops baseball cards. <laughs> We've got color changing uh, uh, these color changing cups. Yeah. My girls love these. You guys will be my my girls' favorite Perfect. show. Perfect in the world, love including it. any show that I'm on, <laughs> because of these color changing cups. Well, nothing tops Bluey. I've heard that Bluey is like the top rated kids show these yeah. days. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. a good show. But Bluey never gave color changing. You know what? That's a really that's a that's really a great point. good point. That's a really good point. All right, man. So I feel like Clemson got it. Florida State, yeah, they're back, etc. 
what are we what are we missing what are we missing at kickoff so far what are we not talking about oh man um it's a good question i, I think that that we talk about this like it's a two-horse race and that's it mm-hmm. like those are the only two teams that are capable of making the AC, ACC championship game. And I don't believe that. I think that you have three other teams with the potential of a fourth, but like Miami's burned me enough where I'm not even going to mention them in the conversation. But three other teams, they also play both Clemson and Florida State, so that kind of eliminates them. Um, but three other teams that have a real shot. I think Carolina's got a real shot. Agree. I think Pitt's got a real shot. Agree. And I think NC State's got a real shot. Oh, you don't have my other red and white team. Who's oh, Louisville? Louisville. I am not it's ready to schedule. jump in on Louisville yet. It's the ske- that's it is, what, that's it the is 100% the schedule. the schedule. Well, they also got 24 guys out of the portal. Exactly. So I what mean, do I do with that? Like, how do I how do I evaluate what they're going to be? I don't know. I look at the schedule. I'm like, oh, they won eight games last year. So <laughs> sounds about right. Like, <laughs> with not even really liking more. their coach. Right. Yeah, having yeah, some exactly. injuries. And- <laughs> I, so for, our, for our purposes, I am curious about State. Because, yeah, Carolina's getting all the run because they got Drake May. Yep. And people are curious about how things are going to run with Chip Lindsey. As am I. Uh, people are also curious with all the transfer portal action for the secondary, yep. how that's, you know, with Gene Chizik, how, how is that defense going to improve? They got nowhere to go but up, obviously. Right. State, I think people have forgotten State because State had a window. They missed opportunity. Last year is a Rorschach test. It's weird. It's State season's really weird when I you actually, look at it. When you actually look at NC State season in context, I actually consider it a success. It should you have been won, a 10-win team. But they had five different quarterbacks get five wins, and you had dramatic wins over ECU. Four. Is it four? Yeah. Why did I say five? My bad. So you had ECU and Carolina, you know, bookending this this crazy season with all the quarterback injuries. On a kick. Else. On a missed kick, no less. And people acted as though our, our little curse reverse didn't work. Okay? Anyway. Could have been a lot worse. So because of that two-year pandemic window that they had built this deep team and they ran it back, I don't think anybody knows what to make of this group. Yeah. And Brennan Armstrong, Robert and I is supposed to be, you know, the special sauce for the offense this season. Defense has a lot of experience, even if you don't recognize a lot of these guys, because they're all coming up they're, To me, they're actually one of the more intriguing teams. And we're not just saying that because they're based in the triangle. I guess you're seeing it the same way. I absolutely do. And it, I think NC state's potential entirely lies on what they can do with Brennan Armstrong on offense. Mm-hmm. I am not concerned at all about that NC state defense. I actually, I think they'll take a slight step back because that's just natural. But it's not because they're not deep. I think the defensive line could be one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. certainly top three up with Florida State and Clemson. You look at the linebacker room, and yes, losing Drake May, oh, excuse me, Drake May, losing Drake Thomas All the is, a, yeah, <laughs> is a significant loss, especially because like that dude was the defensive player of the year in the conference last year. No offense to Kalijah Kansi, it was Drake Thomas. Losing Elijah Moore is massive. But like, the two guys that are replacing him played a ton two years ago when Elijah Moore and Peyton Wilson were out. So they've gotten game experience. You look at that defensive line, and I think Davin Van is probably the guy who we're not talking enough about on defense and the step that he could take sort of coming out of the shadow of the guys I just mentioned and being the guy on that defense. And then they've got the best corner in the league and Aiden White on the back end. Now, I am concerned probably isn't the right word, but they're replacing a lot in the secondary. Again, guys that have played, though, are replacing them. So uh, Tony Gibson does a fantastic job. They play great defense. My question is, 
who are the playmakers on offense? Mm. And if they can find those and somehow get Brendan Armstrong back to two years ago, Brendan Armstrong, where he threw for 4,500 yards while playing 10 and a half games, it's just an insane rate. Then I think they could. I think they can absolutely uh, be in the conversation to, to to be in the conference championship game. Roddy Jones, ACC champion, joining us here on Ovius Plus Gilio. What do you think now in this new divisionless world? You were a guy on the coastal side before Clemson and, and Florida State really got hot. You got your title though. Yep. Bit. So what do you think now? What what because you're saying that there's, we should be thinking about more teams that could be in this yeah. championship game than we're really talking about. First of all, you you played. Where didn't you go in your career? Uh, Maryland. That was it. That was it. Okay. That was right. it. And oh, they went there my, when I was redshirted, and Mar- and we played Maryland my senior year. So I played okay. against every team. Oh, because you were and the I only missed league. the trip. Yeah, I only okay. missed the trip to Maryland. Okay. So what do you think of this? Uh, I-, I love. First of all, it was my schedule model. I'm mad that, that Jim did not give yeah. me a point to the passer. Maybe I didn't go to Carolina. You can't get the point to the passer if you didn't go to Carolina. Uh, I, I should totally get that. No, but I love the schedule model. I love that you, all these these players are going to be able to go and see all of the different spots in the ACC. Yeah. I think it's awesome. But I also love like, hey, let's just put the two best teams in in the in the title game. Yeah. Like, I just it just seems more fair. It, it definitely is. I look at it from the first angle that you said. From a player standpoint, you should go to everywhere in the league. Yes. If you if if you play at Duke and you never get to go to Clemson, like when Clemson's great. Yeah. Did you really play in the league? Like yeah. we played in Blacksburg when when Tyrod Taylor was there. We played in uh, in Tallahassee with Christian Ponder at quarterback, and as they were building that thing, you, we played in in the early Dabo era at Clemson, and so you kind of saw all of those at the ground up, and also if you. No, conversely, if you play at Florida State and you never go to Wallace Wade, right? Did you really play in the league? Because that's an experience. That's an experience in this league. But if you have never made the long walk to the visitors' locker room at halftime, gotten in there and looked up at the clock and seen that there's only nine minutes left in halftime, start walking. Back. Have you really lived? Like you have not played in this league. So, and it gives you an opportunity to see sort of some of the stadiums, arenas fan bases that we don't talk as much about mm-hmm. NC state being chief among those. I didn't go to yeah. NC state until my senior year. And I was like, where's this place been all my life? Oh, okay. I loved playing in yeah. Carter Finley. Um, and I think we had a good day that day after Russell Wilson torched us the year before. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious. So that's 11. Your senior year was 11. Yeah, 11. He's young man. He's a young Oh yeah. Did you always want to be a running back? Uh, my dad was a running back in college, so okay. I feel like it was preordained. I was uh, there was sort of a self selection part of it, or okay. maybe a natural selection part of it, where it's like, all right, you can throw, but you're never going to be tall enough to be a quarterback. So, okay, <laughs> you can catch, but like not really well enough. And slot receivers weren't a thing. Like we had sure. not entered the age of Welker when I was getting into yeah. my uh, into like high school, or we had just started it. So like uh, I wasn't going to be a receiver because I wasn't tall enough. So it was corner. Strong safety. I guess I could have played free too, but corner safety and running back were the were the choices. And then my high school head coach made the decision because I was a cornerback. Okay, until my sophomore year, and then he was like, you know what, we need somebody to run the ball. We're going to run the ball a lot. If, you go there. If you were coming up today, would you say I don't want to be a running back because oh, of the economics of it? I, at a, at a young age, I don't know that I would have thought about the economics. You just want to play. So it's a great question. I probably would have ended up as more of a slot type receiver. I yeah. think. Okay. 
I think that's where everybody wants to be now. Exactly. And, and and that's mainly, it's not as much because of the economics. It's more because of seven on seven. Yeah. Like that is the culture oh, that you would grow up that. in now. I didn't think about that. And so to make yourself valuable in seven on sevens, like mm-hmm. running backs aren't doing anything. But what I find strange, so like what's going on in the NFL right now, it started with Christian McCaffrey and the contract that the Panthers gave him. People were like, how could you, he's a running back. I'm like, he's not. I mean, in title he is, but yeah. look at all the things that he does. You can line them up anywhere. Uh, and that was Saquon Barkley. He's been the offense for the Giants. And meanwhile, they're giving Daniel Jones, like, another chance. <laughs> they're giving him with a bunch of money. And, you know, they're dicking around with what they're doing with running backs, you know, yeah. with the with the franchise. It's, like, it's the only position in the NFL that's actually seen a decrease in value with the franchise tag, yeah. which is crazy to me. And given what that position means to an offense, of course, the – the cynical way of looking at it will point to uh, point to a Super Bowl winning team with the running back as the MVP. Right. It's like, y'all, it's not that simplified. I mean, hell, you mentioned Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's probably got what two Super Bowls if they hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I was just kind of curious from you. Not probably. Yeah. W- yes. What I was just curious, you know from your from your position how you see this if it just kind of changes even people who want to be running backs going forward. Probably with all the attention that it's getting. Um, I, I don't know what you do about it, though. I, I think you would have to get rid of the position-based uh, franchise tag in some way, like make it an offensive skill, non-quarterback, make it full lineman, although like a, a guard would never see a franchise tag again, and probably a running back wouldn't either because you're yeah, not paying true. that guy $20 million. True. So, so and, and the running backs probably would enjoy that, but I don't know how you get it back. I, I think I think it's a bad it's a bad. What's happened with the running back room is is sort of um, it's a it's a symptom of bad timing because when all of this was negotiated, there was a devaluing of the running back and it was running back by committee, but they were still just running backs. Like you didn't see a lot of these guys that were splitting out and and you know guys like a Marshall Falk, for example, yeah. w- were rare. They existed, but they were rare. They were rare, yeah. yeah. And then what we've seen over the last I don't know, really in the Christian McCaffrey era. Um, has been a resurgence or, or maybe an, an emergence of what all a running back can do to an offense. So I think it's sort of bad timing because you've got Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, you've got Bijan Robinson coming up through, like Saquon Barkley. And we're in this sort of era where you've got these really good backs that are super special. And, and maybe we just didn't have that throughout, you know, the early teens um, when they were sort of doing this. But I don't know what you do about it, man. I, I really don't. Because that position still is like, it's a sexy position still. And I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think guys are going to say I don't want to be a running back because of the economics long term, because ultimately you want to get there. And being a running back, if you're special at that position, helps you get there. And then you worry about the economics. Can we talk a little uh, existential crisis? Do you have some I time love for that? Existential crises. <laughs> okay. So uh, Eric McLean, yep, our friend. He's having one. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He's our avatar for Clemson, right? I mean, it's always yeah. champagne and roses with yep. Clemson, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that guy, he's living the life. <laughs> so. Georgia Tech, though, I'm curious because we, we've had some super honest conversations with Josh Passner last basketball season. Yep. And he was concerned. I'm concerned because I'm old school ACC. I like it when Georgia Tech's good. I wonder, though, I mean, 2009 was not that long ago. No. Yeah, but I mean, Jake Caleb was one. No, I know, but Jack Jackson was one. Year. NC State yeah. hasn't won an ACC title since oh, 1979. Yeah. North Carolina hasn't yeah. won an ACC title since 1980. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So Georgia Tech has had recent success. Sure. Okay. And, and that was that was in an era where they were playing in their 
second ACC championship game right. in four years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or three years. And, 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 you know, CPJ went back again in 12, right? Yeah, there's an 15, asterisk there's next another to that one. one. 14, yeah, was the, 14 was the legit one, yeah. But my point is, this is a program that has been competitive. I don't know, because of the layered academic issues, and you could speak to that and maybe explain that to people when we talk about Georgia Tech academics and what the, the barrier is there, and, and the NIL. Yeah. I just don't see, you know, whoever the version of, you know, the big, what's the Diaz? Is that No, what's the guy's name down in uh, Miami with all the money? Oh, I forgot the, the hospital guy. guy. I, know uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot the guy. Uh, no, no, not that everyone has one of those. Uh, but, I can you know, yell at Joe Rose and ask him. Georgia Tech, to me, up, it just feels like Joe was saying yesterday about Northwestern. Maybe they, maybe they decide this isn't for John us anymore. Ruiz. Ruiz. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe they just, maybe, maybe Georgia Tech and Boston College decide maybe this isn't for us. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. No. I'm just jerk. trying to have a sober look at what Georgia Tech looks like in the NIL era. I don't think it's tenable for Georgia Tech to ever say this is just not for us. Okay. Um, because you've got schools around, obviously, University of Georgia, but like Kennesaw State's in this thing. And so do you want to be passed by Kennesaw State yeah. in terms of investment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a massive fan base. Georgia State's in this thing for the long haul. Yeah. Like They have just built incredible resources. And, and so they, they all want to be uh, at, at the top level of college sports. So I don't think Georgia Tech will ever completely bow out. Maybe they just won't admit it. Um, your concerns are very valid. Okay. Academically, like you can, you can get guys in anywhere like right. as long as the academic says it's okay. But once you're there, the vast majority of majors at Georgia Tech are bachelors of science, okay. which means you have to take two, uh, two semesters of calculus. You have to take two lab sciences. And you have to pass those classes. Right. And you run out of time by the time you're like a junior. You run out of free electives to take before you have to take and pass those classes so you can continue in your core curriculum. That's the issue that Georgia okay. Tech runs into, even if you get guys in the school. So all, all that Obvious being would said, have no chance at even one calculus. Your boy barely had a chance. <laughs> all, all that My being brother, said, on the other hand. Yeah. Uh, I think Georgia Tech is in a place where if you can find an identity and you can find some consistency and you can be okay uh, being doing what Wake Forest has done. Like, I keep telling Georgia Tech people, do not look at Clemson or Georgia. Look at Wake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at State. Like, those are the programs, and, and Wake more than State, those are the programs you should model yourself after. You bring in line, linemen are hard to get. They're in short supply. Although Brent Key's done a pretty good job yeah. of getting commitments. But that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the foundation is these big time linemen that, you know, are going to be good college players. It should be bringing guys in red shirting every lineman that comes in and develop them. And you can find skill guys on the street like mm -hmm. skill guy can play, play him as a freshman. Lineman can play a little bit red shirt him. Doesn't matter. And you become that sort of program with the depth. And I hope that they get there. You can't do that in the short term. Yeah. Like the era that we live in, you have to have some sort of success early on. You, I, I don't know. If Dave, what Dave Clawson did in the early version of Wake would last at most schools now, right? Barely. Well, I don't know if it barely lasted at Wake. It definitely lasted because they they knew it was going on. But he he purposefully redshirted people that could help them win in the early days. Yeah, and it helped him in fifteen, sixteen, but it didn't help him in you know thirteen, fourteen. So, so I think Georgia Tech has to sort of take a a measured approach of we'll adopt a lot of that. Let's take a long view. We're still going to recruit Atlanta. We're never going to win the NIL battles, but if we pick and choose, there's there's money at Georgia Tech, and it's not Georgia, coming from you though, right? 
absolutely not, because I ain't got the money. <laughs> West Durham got the money. <laughs> but but there, I, I would say, like, Georgia, Tech, Georgia Tech's donor base is like a very, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a well. It's not broad, but it's very deep. Mm-hmm. And so if you can engage those people and get them invested in those things and give them something to believe in, then I absolutely think that you can compete with certainly the mid-tier and maybe the bottom of the top tier occasionally on stuff like NIL. They're doing stuff with facilities. They're, they're, they're handcuffed there a little bit. You think players care about facilities anymore? Yeah, definitely. They do. I think facilities are now a reason. They're not a reason to say yes. They're a reason to say no. Yeah. So you walk into a place and it looks completely different from what I've seen everywhere else. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're I mean, offering. You, I ain't coming you, here. You don't, you don't want to slide. You don't want exactly. to You don't want a putt-putt course, but if the equipment sucks... If your sleep pod ain't right, well then yeah. If it doesn't look good on my my TikTok, like right. I can't be, I can't I can't actually, do this. Funny. That's actually one of the things I want to talk to the players about today. It's like, you know, are, are you were, did you miss like the older guys? Like, did you miss the windows where everybody's doing these Photoshop? Yeah. Like, you know, you're dressed like a king, you're I just know. committed. I don't like, see. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if I would have. I don't know if I would have done that. Like, I, I just don't. We do that for our advertisers. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like the 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 photo shoot with seventeen different schools right. so that you have all those pictures. Like yeah. I don't know that I would have wanted a picture in a in a Georgia uniform right. after I went to tech. Like I don't know if I don't want to want a Clemson uniform. Destroy that right, right now. Like, if, if I if I had, you know, Duke stuff on, and then you're playing the Blue Devils. Like, what? What do Wait, I? Where does that what picture is this? go? I would definitely put that on the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, you want to open up that action pack, that team act, that NFL Fleer? Is that a Fleer pack? No, no, no. This, same. One, well, this one? It's too young. What yeah, am I you looking? can have a 87. What am I looking? You want, what do you want a football? You want what do you want to do? Tops? Or do you want garbage pail? We got Pokemon. I want. I kind of want the Pokemon. Open up yeah, the Pokemon. I'm gonna open up the Pokemon. I feel like those are going to your girls too. I was like, I was original Game Boy Pokemon. Yeah, I was gonna say, even though you're younger, I have not done. I have been searching for a Pokemon Red. I will buy a Game Boy and that game. Do you really? Yeah, I would. I I would do. I would do bad things to people for (laughs) that. You next time you roll through the triangle, let me know. Yeah, but what are you gonna do with it? You gotta have it. It's just sitting there. It's collecting dust. Yeah. All right. We are making a trip to the triangle. I, I, I'm a dork who can collect oh, Nintendo yeah. things. I will be there. Joe knows this I about do, me. I do like it when I turn on a random Big 12 game and hear your voice. I love it. But I do prefer, obviously. Well, I will be when, so when you're I hear you yesterday. I'll be yeah, in Raleigh, Raleigh. Uh, for the ACC Summer Tour okay. on August 4th. Okay. Okay. I may have got. We might there, not be no, there. No, but no, no. I know I've got. I, I know I got Pokemon. I know I got Pokemon Yellow. Oh, that's close enough. I do. I know I have Pokemon Yellow. Now uh, this is so completely you, out of my gourd now. So you, so you gotta did, tell me if something's good. Did you do the game or did you do the cards? I did the too? cards, but like, I think we were up to two hundred when I stopped. I don't oh, even wow. know what number okay. they're up to now. Okay. Like, I don't know who Relor, Tadbub, Frigibax, <laughs> Tandemouse, <laughs> uh, Mabostif, Poopatar, 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 no, never seen that. Yeah, no, there's no Poopatar. Come on now, Flamigo. <laughs> Electrode. Electrode was one. Electrode, Electrode was legit. Yes. It was an OG. Yeah. Uh, and Poop-a-tar. a bombs. A bomb is that is that coffee power? That's Poop-a-tar? one. That's is that what this is? That's one one of like twenty <laughs> cards that were around when I was back in my day. Back in my day, but we were hey, lucky back, to get a Mewtwo. Back in our day, Pikachu was fat. He was yeah, thick. That's true. Now he's got. Does he slim down? Oh yeah, he's super slimmed down now. He's not as you, cute. Your girls like. Pokemon, take uh, They will. Yeah, take, take a card. Take, oh. a, take a pack, man. Those take, are the best. Roddy Jones, <laughs> we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs>
next topic, please. Always love catching up with Roddy Jones. He is the absolute best. And uh, by all means, look forward to watching him on ESPN and doing the radio things and everything else. Shout out to the Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovia's and Gilio while we're out here in Charlotte for the ACC kickoff. It's funny. We've been getting people who listen to the pod and they say, hey, man, that, that steak and cheese you guys have been talking about. Is there a butcher's market out here? Like, no. Got to get out to the triangle to do that sort of thing. Holly Springs, Home Base, Carrie, yep. you name it, they're there. Look, if you haven't gone there yet, I don't. I really don't know what you're waiting for at this point. Do it. <laughs> I, I texted Kenneth over at the butcher's market. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, I promise all of these people are not related to me, and I am not paying them. <laughs> I promise you. So, anyway, so that's the best part of what we've done is seeing people really just be like, hey, wow. This is really this good is stuff. Good. Yes. <laughs> and let people know when you get to the butcher's market, tell them. Even if they look at you funny like, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. and Julia, no, yeah. they'll pass it on. They'll pass it on. Tell them uh, that we sent you. We truly appreciate that. And, again, we can talk about steak. We can talk about the chicken. But low-key, hot dogs. We're Dude. still in grilling season. Those hot dogs are no joke. Bought two pounds of them the other day. Nice. They're so good. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. Also, shout out to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovia's and Julio. Joe's got the lifetime free refills. I know you can purchase those. I know that one store ran out of them. Again, that's Bunch another. Have. Uh, that's another test. Adam had to Adam had to pull these aside for us for the OG mixtape. Oh, for real? Yes, sir. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. By the way, the OG mixtape is coming together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll have time to do it. Actually, we should. We we might be able to do it next week. Next Thursday. We have to get, let's let's we have to get in. listeners. We have yeah. to get listeners. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on with breeze through. West Durham decided to sit down for some reason while we're in the middle of recording. I don't know what's what's going on here. Let him in. Well, join ads. Yeah, he loves when we Wes, do ads. Yeah, we we're we're talking breeze through Wes. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me unmute. I'm uh, only sitting here because I'm waiting on another sports station to talk oh, to me. I figured it. You're so popular. You, you don't want to pimp breeze through for us? I mean, get some gas. I thought, nice. I, I thought you were on that nil. When I you, I am part of the nil. <laughs> yeah. And when I stop by, I'm going to get the coffee. Yes. You've now convinced me I'm going to breeze through for coffee. Dark awesome. roast. They also have crowlers right. at the breeze through. That's Love it. it. Yeah. Next topic. ACC kickoff, Charlotte and Mike Elko. Duke head football coach is hanging out with us here on day two. Congrats on the contract extension. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's a great sign for our program. Yeah. But that's after one year. Like this is this is about Duke and commitment and I guess what you see in this program, right? Yeah, I think, you know, we asked a lot of questions about Duke's commitment to football before I took the job. And that was something that we wanted to make sure was in line. And, you know, obviously it means a lot to me that, that Vince and Nina doubled down mm-hmm. uh, on that commitment uh, based off the year that we had. And so I think it's a great thing for our program. I think it's a great thing, obviously, for my family to have the job security. And so we're just excited about what we can build at Duke. Look, man, travel hockey's not cheap. So I'm full you know, you I know, know you, you see know. me at the rink and yeah, we have another year that coming up. So I'm guessing that's like, look, guys, this we're all over the equipment is not cheap. Actually, what's more expensive, hockey equipment or football equipment? Uh, so I've never had to buy football equipment. True. So, I guess it's always given to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. So it's true. To us, it's the, there's nothing more expensive <laughs> in life than travel hockey. Um, <laughs> and so, honestly, my si- my son's not playing this year. Okay. So what we're thinking about doing is buying season tickets to the game yeah, man. with all the money we saved. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, actually, I think season tickets are cheaper yeah. than a couple of skates. There's anyway. no doubt. <laughs> to, to Coach Mike Elko, second year 
All right. You, you didn't get a chance to see the Clemson Tigers last year. You like opening with a challenge like that? Does that help get the players' attention and all those other good cliches that we hear? Yeah, so th this is what I would tell you in all honesty, right? Mike Elko, the head football coach, doesn't want it. Right? Mike Does Elko, not. the football okay. coach, right. wants to play a whole bunch of 0-12 teams, <laughs> and I want to be a 28-point favorite every week. Uh, Mike Elko, the CEO of Duke football, these are the games we want, right? The, the CEO says, you know, these are the opportunities on national stages um, to get this type of game for our program. Um, these are the things that we want if we want to continue to elevate and build our brand. And so, um, you know, I, I wish we weren't playing the Clemson Tigers uh, in the game, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And so we got to rise up to the challenge. That seems to be kind of the, the talking point around the Blue Devils this year. You know, how do you follow up last year, which yeah. was a surprise. For a lot of folks, maybe not you, but a surprise for a lot of people watching the ACC. And the sentiment is, you could be better this year, but your record might not reflect that because of the schedule. How do you how do you kind of approach that? Yeah, that I mean, we're, we're approaching it the same way we approached last year, honestly. And this is going to sound like coach speak, but it's the reality. Like we just have to become the best team we can become. Okay, like that's what we have to do. That's the only thing that we can control, and we can't be defined by results. Um, said the same thing last year. You know, we were going to put our head down and work and at the end of the year pick our head up and see what happened. And, and we have to do the same thing this year. Um, we know we're going to be a better team. We've got 17 returning starters. We're bigger, we're faster, we're stronger. We know the teams that we play had better records than the ones we played last year. Um, those are all just facts. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that that necessarily defines what we're getting into. We got to go to work, and we got to make plays, and we got to see what happens. Gotcha. When you win nine games and, and you overachieve by most standards, right? A lot of people tell you that's really awesome. That was great. Then they start telling you, "Hey, man, this guy's really good. This guy's a good coach. This Riley Leonard, he's a good quarterback." Would you rather have last year, where everyone's like, "Oh man, Duke's gonna finish DFL. They're they're not gonna win any games." Yeah. Would you rather have that type of chip than having to fight the 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 urge to tell your kids, "Don't." Listen. Don't read. No, don't don't read. This is no respect, no disrespect to the previous regime, but but no, I wouldn't want yeah. that because it would have been my season. Um, so coming out of a season where I'm the head football coach, I certainly don't want talk people talking about, you know, they were so bad last year, we have no expectations for them this year. And so, you know, last year it was what it was. Um, you know, we're not shying away from the fact that we want to be a really good program. Uh, we're not shying away from the fact that we take football really seriously at Duke now. And, and so, you know, with that are going to come some of these expectations, and we need it. You know, we need yeah. people talking positively about Duke football for us to go out and recruit at a higher level and get our alumni engaged and get fan support to grow. Like, we need all of this to get the program where we want to go. So maybe to some degree it's just a necessary evil. Speaking of chips on shoulder, does, does Riley Leonard have one going into this season? Because we talk about quarterbacks in this league. Across the way, Drake May is getting a lot of run, yeah. understandably. Jordan Travis is getting a lot of run at Florida State. But yeah. Riley put up some big numbers last year. I'm, I'm, I know I'm sure you're still upset about that Duke Carolina game. I'm still mad about how that game <laughs> ended for you all because I saw, I mean, I watched that game and I saw how good Riley was and yeah. I see how he was good all year. But it's not necessarily kind of discussed in that quarterback class. I mean, you got some people say, hey, don't sleep on him. But does he pay attention to that? Does there, is there a chip on his shoulder to back up what he did last year? No. I, I, listen, it, it comes down to, and it's really this simple. 
Like we put in a ton of work for 352 days for 12 to 13 games, right? And so I, I think probably the most overblown cliche in coaching is um, you're disrespecting my guys and we're gonna go get respect. Thank you. And like Thank at you the end of the day, Riley's talented. Yeah. And, and Riley's not going on the field to try to prove to people he's better than Drake May. He's going on the field to try to win football games yeah. for Duke. And that's not going to change regardless of where you rank him in the preseason quarterback rankings. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know that we had a chip on our shoulder last year. I, I think we invested a lot. We worked really hard. We became a better team. Mm -hmm. And we went out and executed well enough to win some football games. And that got us nine wins. I, I don't know that we got nine wins because we had a chip on our shoulder, and that's how it happened. I, I, I appreciate the candidness when it comes to the cliches today. Yeah. I, you're just, break, just breaking down the cliches. <laughs> I love this. I, I think you need to open up a pack of these 87 cards because okay. we might be getting the, the, the signal. So Yeah, we're getting the signal that you got to wrap things okay, up. Now, so I could, I'm going to go. Can I go yeah, into the bottom? Go in, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is, did you guys take out all the bubble gum? I no, the tried. gum is still so in the there. The gum is still in there. I tried yeah. the bubble gum okay. yesterday. I Let's do see. not recommend it. It's not a good idea. Let's see if, if I remember any of these guys. <laughs> Remember some the dudes. gum cannot be good anymore. <laughs> no. There's no chance. Don't Let's try see. it. It'll cut the inside of your mouth. Let's see. Oh, a little Willie Wilson, center fielder for the Royals. There we go. Chuck Finley, left-handed nice. pitcher for the Angels. Nice. Ooh. Hey, you're, I you're, don't think I did you're great. Good. You're striking out. Oh, little oil can boy oh. from the Boston Red Sox. I think he's got the same jacket the I have on. Right I think now. so. <laughs> I think so. It looks like your jacket. <laughs> Joe Necro. Oh, I was going to say, you need a, right? you need a Yankee you here, man. Yankee. Come on. Yeah, so I see you guys got Dave Rigetti on the uh Yeah, the you might need to bust here. another pack here. Let's, yeah, let's no, try I'm one good. more. I'm good. I Dave, like sure? Dave, what's, you got a Dave Rigetti story for I, Yeah, so, so first Yankee game I ever was at is Dave Rigetti's no-hitter. Uh, July 4th, 1983. Awesome. And so, uh, yeah, that's my first stop at Yankee Stadium. Well, if we open up some more, we find a Rigetti card, I'll track you we'll down. We'll save it for you. Too. And or, you or, you know, look, I told you, last time we chatted, we talked about baseball stars for the Nintendo. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about that. Okay. All right, so we're going to work something out. We'll you, figure that you, out. Do you do you have a working Nintendo still? Or I no? do not have a working Nintendo. <laughs> see, I do. At I this do. point in my life, I'm way not able to do the uh, Nintendo see, stuff I've got, I've got a working Nintendo. i got an old Turnitron TV. Everything works. I'm going to bring it. Bring it over. All right. We'll Love to see you guys. Appreciate right, you having me on. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Big thanks to Mike Elko for hanging out with us here on Obvious and Gilio. I like, I like, look, I like Duke's football coach, man. Seems to yeah. get it. Young guy, likes his baseball cards. I like the way he's talking about Duke. It's not just like, oh, cute Duke, here we go. I'm like, no, he's serious about this. So they got the money to get, get behind it. So we'll see how far it can go, man. And you know, you sign a new contract like that? Yeah. You know what he could buy? A new house. Do you think he needs mosquito control? Probably. Do you think he needs pest control? We can take care of that, too. We can. We can. Uh, we got a guy for that. <laughs> we, we got a guy for everything. Shout out to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring us. Uh, Bugsbite.com. I use Mosquito Authority to keep things in check in my backyard during this time of the year. Works wonderfully. Joe, you've had Pest Authority come out take care of your business. Yeah, it's not just Mosquito Authority. It's Pest Authority. Mm -hmm. Mice in the attic. Oh, man. What a headache, Joe. What a headache. Hayes Lancaster and his crew, they've got the cure for all of your headaches. Give them a shout. Find them online, bugsbite.com. What's up next? What's up next? At ACC Kickoff, we like to talk to all our friends at ACC Kickoff. It's like a convention for all, of, uh, all yeah. the ACC football knowledge. And Andrea Adelson from ESPN is hanging out with us. 
I, we got Carolina. We, we know that. Everybody obsesses over Clemson. Florida State is the most intriguing team in the ACC this year, right? No question. They got to back up what they did last year, and they're kind of like in that weird, the, the U is back. The Seminoles are back. That's kind of their position this year, right? We're talking about the Knowles. Talk about the Knowles. Let's go. I just go. wanted to say that. Uh, look, no question. And I remember headed into kickoff last year, Florida State was fairly confident going into the season, and I don't think anybody quite believed them or thought they would have the type of season that they did. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Of course, that's what Florida State's going to say. Of course, Florida State's going to say this is going to be the year for us. And it was. Aside from a three-game stretch in the middle of the year, they looked pretty good. Sure. Uh, and so now you take that 10-win season. We're not talking about 0-4 in Jacksonville State anymore. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a Florida State team that essentially returns every single important player that they had from a year ago, mm -hmm. headed into this year with a new confidence, a new optimism, a new swag, to be honest, because they are embracing these expectations. Nobody there is shying away from it. Perfect. You know why? Because we're Florida State, and this is the way people should be talking about us. So mm -hmm. why would we shy away from it? Yes, they're the most intriguing team because you guys know as well as I do, this league desperately needs Florida State to be Florida State. They do. They do. Although it's funny, the differences between Florida State and Clemson. Clemson and Dabo, it's the doubling down of, we talked to Eric Macklin about this yesterday. He's like, well, they can't go into the transfer portal because who are they going to take off? It's already full. Norvell's gone about it the different way. Now, they're in a different position. Right. They're, they're still kind of paying for the sins of Jimbo Fisher's exit. And he attacked the literally, portal, literally paying for it. And <laughs> if you will. So I feel like Norvell, you can you can complain about it or you can embrace it. And I think Norvell's done an amazing job embracing it. And that's why they've had this such a quick turnaround. Right. His plan. I don't know how quick it was. It was I, think it was I think they were ahead of schedule last year. And that's why that turnaround's there. I think they were ahead of schedule last year, too, because yeah. back in 2020, David Hale and I wrote this story about what happened to Florida State football. Mm hmm. And one of the quotes that still sticks out to me is they're in a deep, deep hole, and I don't know how they're going to get their way out. That was three years ago mm -hmm. that we wrote the story. So in my view, I also feel like this is probably a little bit ahead of schedule, and it's because of what Mike Norvell has done with the transfer portal. They have been very strategic in how they have approached the transfer portal. If you look at almost all, not all, Almost all the transfers they've taken, they have filled a very key need that they have had, whether it was on the offensive line, the defensive line, in the secondary, mm -hmm. or, and, the players have had more than one year of eligibility. So it's not as if it's a one-year transfer, you're out. They've been able to build with transfers who've been there for multiple years. Jared Verse, two years, right? Uh, you look at... Uh, Dylan Gibbons on the offensive line last year. He was there for two years. They have Johnny Wilson's now coming back for his second year as a transfer. We can sit here and go through oh, Tatum Bethune, one of their top linebackers, second year as a transfer. Mm -hmm. So we could sit here and start going through the roster and say, here's how many multiple-year starters they have off of transfers, but that's what they're trying to do. They don't want guys who are going to come in here for a year and then leave. They want to be able to set the foundation build with players that they believe in, and now that is going to be able to trickle down mm -hmm. to the freshmen who can see the work ethic of the transfers they have brought in to make this a team that knows how to win. And I think that's what they have here, quite honestly. They have a team that works. When Mike Norvell got there, mm -hmm. 
They did not have a team that worked. They had a team that did not want to be there. Now they have a bunch of guys who want to be there and who have played together for a really long time. So that's why we are talking about Florida State, and that's why there's a lot of pressure on Florida State headed into this year. Starting with the opener against LSU. I felt like it was a Jedi mind trick last year. They beat LSU. They did. I was an AP voter, and I'm sitting here voting them in front of LSU, and everyone's like, oh, LSU's better than Florida State. I'm like, they played. They did. Oh, well, they blocked an extra point as if that's not a play. I was like, okay. But they dominated so weird. the majority of that yes. game until the fourth quarter. Like yes. People forget that because yeah, of the way the yeah. game ended. Down in New Orleans. Right? But for three quarters, Florida State was very clearly the best team on the field until they almost let it go. I were I I... <laughs> I worry about Florida State is fool's gold, though. I understand that. You know what I mean? To your point, we were on a a work call talking about the season, Mm -hmm. and one of my colleagues, we were talking about Florida State and what we're going to write about Florida State headed into the season, and one of my colleagues said, can Florida State beat LSU? And I looked at them, and I said, they did it last year. They did. That's not the game I'm worried about. Like, that that, that to me. Clemson? No, 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 no. Southern Miss. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're going down the schedule. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to work backwards here, right? Okay. Because I saw Florida State and Raleigh, and and they somehow got on the the shit end of a stick of a state game. Like, you got to work pretty hard. That's happened to them multiple times, though. It has. (laughs) You've been there. I know. We were the press wise together. But I'm sitting here going, okay, so they beat Miami, who quit on their, openly quit on their coach. I mean, they, they beat the snot out of Miami, but Miami openly quit on their coach. Syracuse, they beat 38-3. to That was a good win. Florida? I don't know how good Florida was on November 25th. And then Oklahoma, I won't make you ba- say bad things about the guy because he's a great defensive coordinator. He ain't going to be Oklahoma's coach in, in two years' time. You can mark that one down because that ain't going to happen. I don't he, disagree. It's not coming home for him. So when you beat great brand names, like, this is also funny, too. You're in the soliloquy portion of the OG right now, just so you know. <laughs> this is also kind of funny because five years ago, if you would have said uh, five years ago, let's go 10 years ago, you said to Florida State, you're going to win 10 games. You're going to feel really good. You're going to be LSU. You're going to be Oklahoma. You're going to be Florida. They're going to be like, yeah, sign me up. Take it. But then all of a sudden you win a national championship and you get back to that 10 win mark and you're like, well, why are you only winning 10 games? Right. Yeah. What happened to you guys? So Clemson last year after winning national championships, Clemson had a really good year last year. Yep. It just wasn't to their own standard. So it's, it's interesting to see where Florida State is in the cycle. I do, want, I do worry, though, that some of those wins at the end of the year, while dominant Miami-Syracuse, I do worry how much of that will carry over this year for this group. But I, I'm with you. You look at Norvell, you look at that opener in particular, you go, that's a well-coached team. It's like porn. You know a well-coached team when you see it. <laughs> no comment on that. Uh, but Joe. To your, to your point when about... When you see it, you Joe, know okay. it. The guy came yeah, out of the gate. We've had this conversation where you, you got to be careful about going full Jillio. And Joe, Joe <laughs> and I... okay with that. No, 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 no. I know. It's just funny because Jillio and I have been having this... We've been finding out a lot about each other lately. And Joe's had to explain to other people while I'm like typing away or, or trying to get the content out. He's like, Joe's listening. Don't worry. Because you've had that... We've had that moment yeah. a couple of times where he's like, is this guy even like listening to what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I am. What? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I'm just multitasking. Anyway. You heard the P word and you're like, wait, just what? Don't... What? Was right. this Supreme Court ruling? I know I'm not making this up. I know, I know, I know. Um, but I understand your point because yeah. I, I think that Oklahoma performance was disappointing in the way that they came out and played, particularly on defense, yeah. allowing as many rushing yards. By the way, back-to-back, because Florida ran the ball on them. Yeah. You know, if Anthony Richardson Talented completed yeah. 
five more passes. Florida wins that game. He couldn't complete a third down pass. I'm sitting there watching this game. I was home that weekend. And I'm like the only one up because it, w- it went late. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it. was the Friday night game. I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is Florida State doing? I had been to Florida games that season, so I'd watched both teams. And I'm like, what, what are they? Do they not? This is their rival. Like, what is happening yeah. in this game? But clearly, Florida was very motivated. But Anthony Richardson, I think, completed nine total passes in that game. So Florida State was the beneficiary of bad Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Oklahoma performance. On defense in particular, giving up as many. I think they gave up over 200 rushing yards. I don't know, but it was close to that. But they won those they won. six games. They did. They did. So I understand that because you can sit here and debate it. Well, yeah. like, are they going to be the Florida State that just beat the snot out of Miami? Or are they going to be the Florida State that barely beat a, a bad Florida team? Um, I think I just want them to get credit if they beat LSU this time. Like, I feel like they didn't get any credit for it. It was because just so it weird. Went, because of the blood. Because as you said, yeah. it was a blocked extra extra point. And I think now, because Florida State has not been Florida State, people mm-hmm. are conditioned to expect the worst out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. They're conditioned to remember 0-4 Jacksonville State. They don't remember the work that this team has put in. And you mentioned NC State, right? Yeah. We just talked to Jared Verse and Kalen Deloach in the room, and they specifically mentioned that three-game losing streak, right? NC State was in there. That mm, was a game Florida State Clemp screwed up at score. the end yeah. with a play call yeah. into the end zone that shouldn't have happened. Those guys were like, that's not going to happen again. We're not going to let that happen again. And they are, they mean it. Now, are they going to... It's talking season, right? It's talk, right? It's talking season. But, but you know, they, they admit they took their foot off the gas. Fair, fair. And they're right. not going to do they it, found it again. They so found we'll, it in, in the last six games, that's for sure. I did. We'll, we'll get out of here on this. You can't say Louisville. You just can't say Louisville. <laughs> Why are you so anti my Louisville? It's not thing? that I'm anti Louisville. It's just that people look at the schedule and they go Louisville. So, but the schedule is right there. I understand that, but <laughs> because you know preseason top twenty-five rankings always play out that way, right? Yeah. So. Give me the team that's actually going to surprise. Because Louisville's out of the gate. Like, because everybody's picking Louisville's. Who do you think might actually surprise well, this year? Well, you know, it's hard to say Pitt because you can't say every, them anymore. Yeah, they do it every year. And I saw some ranking that had them like ninth or 10th headed into. I, I can't remember. Pat Narduzzi remembered exactly who it was because I mentioned it to him yeah. last yes. night. He's like, right I don't remember who it was. But they had Pitt somewhere re- ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami talked a big game yesterday. A very big game. Bigger bigger than usual. Yeah. I think 8-4 and four is going to be a good year for them. Yes. Is that a surprise? Is, is 8-4 and four a surprise for Miami? That's the question after 5-7. and seven. Okay. All right. All right. I, I get where you're going on that. And maybe it's my dad's 70th birthday. So I'm, for his birthday, I'm not, I'm not going to be pessimistic about the U. Because my dad is a Miami grad. He's always thinking they're okay, back. Okay. But is 8-4 pessimistic. pessimistic for the U? I don't think so. I'll give you not the real. Not based off of last year. I'll give you the real answer. Uh, it, it, what about NC State? Am I allowed to say NC State? You can, State? but you can. that's not the real answer. What's the real answer? True surprise. True surprise. True Duke-like surprise. Yeah. Boston College. Okay. Three and nine last year. Halfley is our guy. You, you start looking at their schedule going. Okay. Their schedule is very Louisville-like like in yes. the way that it sets up for them. <laughs> I actually mm-hmm. talked about Boston College on the radio yesterday because someone was like, what about BC? Their offensive line has to be, be better. Worse. They Has will be, be better. better. <laughs> well, they played how many freshmen last oh, year who are going to be playing this year? Oh, and Christian sure. Mahogany is back. I felt Jeff, so bad for ha- Jeff. Halfley <laughs> loves Emmett Moorhead. Yeah. Like, loves Emmett Moorhead. He really should. Right? Although, I want to see him without Zay Flowers. but Right. Yeah. And that's the big question. Yeah. Where are they going to get some of that 
skill, but I'm fully expecting Boston College to be a bowl team this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that would be a surprise. Like I think for most six, people. Seven and yeah. five? I think six. most people would be like, whoa, whoa. I, I think that, that's what they did his first two years. I know. I know. So, I know. so you know, did your colleague David Hill show you his garbage pail kid um, he did. acquisitions? He's very excited about it, right? I, I was so excited about this when he walked in the room. We had players with us in our uh-huh. room. And I was like, you guys know what this is? Blank stare. Of and Hale's like, you're going to date us, Andrea. Be quiet. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm so excited. I see garbage pill kids here. Me and my sister had hundreds of them. And one of our most favorite games to play in our room, of course, I grew up in Florida, so we have fans in yeah, every room. Yeah, of course. We would just take our garbage pail kids and throw them up up into the fan and watch them just disperse over across the room. And whoever picked up the most was the winner of that. This is what we did without phones back then. This is the idiocy. That uh, ah, we did. Okay. Florida, uh, summer, hours, it's humid and gross. Right? Yeah, you're safe. If, 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 if I told you that Adam Bomb now is worth 10 grand, would you be like, don't talk to me ever again? Please don't or, talk to okay. me because I swear we threw out the binders and oh. binders. My parents, when they moved, were like, we're getting rid of all your stuff. And I'm sure I forgot that the garbage pail kids were in there. Brutal. Get you a pack there. Open <laughs> pack. one up. Get a Woo! pack. Get a pack and open one Let's up. Let's do it. I love this. I love okay. this. Okay. Yeah, so for those who are kind of like, I guess we could do the Oak City spot right here if yeah, you want go ahead. while Andrea's yeah. uh, getting the, uh, getting the pack of so cards. Excited. I'm allowed to open this? Yeah, yeah open it. sure. Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh, they've provided all these cards for us, including the Garbage Pail Kids. But the most important thing is to get your cards graded. Our guy from Clemson, he's been talking he's it up. He's ready. He's, he's ready. Like, I think I had this card. You were, I saw you on oh, the I, internet with him. Like, I know, I show him. Because people don't, people don't believe me when I tell them. <laughs> so go to, Oaks, go to Oak City and get your cards graded oh. and... Uh, you will be thanking us later. What'd you find? Andrea? Oh, this is so. Oh, I had not. I had Naughty Noah. I swear I did. <laughs> or something that looked just like this. Just Do you guys remember this one? With the, it's nose tied. Do you remember this one? Trunk tied. I swear I had the ones one always, like this. The ones that always stuck out to me were like the potty humor ones. Yes. Hale yeah. pulled one out that was coming out of an outhouse. Well, like, we do, that's right? The stuff. Good night, June. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. But this one really just made me laugh. Harry Haley. I mean, that's just. Why am I laughing at this? Well, go, uh, go, find it, a, go find a fan and throw them up there. Uh, I yeah. am. I am. My sister's going to love this. <laughs> Perfect. Andrea, thanks again. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We're moving on. You know what my favorite tradition at kickoff is, Joe? I do not. When they wheel out the Bojangles. Ah. And all of us, like the sickos we are, get up from whatever we do. We could be in the middle of the interview. But when the Bojangles gets brought out, people get up, they line up, and they want their bow. They had bowberry biscuits earlier today. Usually I've gone uh, the Supremes. The best, though, was I forgot. There was a new sponsor who would come on, and they wheeled it out one time. I think and it was the Chick-fil-A hot chi- that's sandwiches. What it was. That's what it was. They brought out the Chick-fil-A. I think they had, they had just introduced the spicy chicken yes. sandwich, and people <laughs> lost their freaking minds to go get some Chick-fil-A. You know how people get about Chick-fil-A sandwiches. That was over in Greensboro. Remember when they used to do ice cream socials? Yeah. They do them outside now. Actually, we missed the ice cream social yesterday. Oh, we did? Yeah, because they did it. They brought it like an ice cream truck out to the front of the Westin. Oh, I didn't realize that So completely that missed was. out on that. I'm very, I'm very upset about that. Very upset about that. But you know what? Uh, the fact that my stretchy jeans aren't doing a good enough job these days has nothing to do with the jeans and everything to do with me. So it's probably good that I skipped out on the ice cream social. Wait, I got to get golf pants? Yeah. Are they they're like, nice? Are they like super stretchy? They're 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 they're. Is that what you they're, rock all they the time? They got a lot of giving. They got a lot of oh. give. 
to you know, them. Lululemon has a pant. It's called like the ABC pant. Yeah, but that's like they're like two hundred dollars. Yeah. But you know what the ABC stands for, right? No, anti ball crushing. Oh, that's what they're called. Apparently, they got enough room for your balls. So something to check out. I guess that for us, it's the equivalent of like Brownlow gets really excited about a dress with pockets. Mm-hmm. For us, it's like, damn, these pants have rooms for my balls. Let's freaking go. Move on. Joining us at ACC kickoff on the Heaster Automotive Hotline is the quarterback, Duke football, Riley Leonard. Riley, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? Thank you for having me. No, Absolutely. No, no sneaking up on anybody this year, man. No. Pe- people know the deal with you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's completely different from last year. Um, obviously, last year ranked worst in the ACC. This year, now um, up there in the, in the big time charts. So just trying to stay as humble as possible and stay down to earth because mm. it is very easy to confined to the to the bright lights so how is how is what's the mindset with the team after nine wins and you know look we've been doing this a long time joe and i are super old we've seen all sorts of iterations of duke football yeah what kind of conversations do you guys have about what you want to make this program about right i i think we have to keep our specialty our specialty so that comes down to two things number one is hard work i think we work harder than anybody in the country in the off season um and number two is FBI. It's football intelligence. Coach Elko talks about that a lot. Okay. He's one of the smart. He's the smartest coach I've ever been around. Um, we're not the we're not the guys that are going to be the fastest, the strongest, the four or the five stars. But we do have our special um, competitive advantages that we need to play with, um, and that we did play with last year. So we can't lose that edge. Have you stopped smiling from no. last year? Yeah, hundred percent not. How could I not <laughs> smile? There's so many kids that wish you know that they were in yeah, my man. shoes right now. I, I'm gonna embrace it. I, I'm, I'm, I want you to to give us a little bit of uh, inside information here, because no, I'm, I'm being serious right now. Last year, when when Devin Leary was at NC State, I said, "You watch, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a, a deal in the portal. He's gonna leave, and no one should blame him." Sam Hartman, I said the same thing. Uh, Drake May, obviously with his family connections to North mm-hmm. Carolina, I was like, you know, I said the one you really need to look out for is Riley Leonard, because if I'm watching your tape and I'm in the SEC, I'm going, I want this guy. But obviously, you have a great connection with, with Coach Elko and the success that you have with Coach Johns this year. That probably made it a little bit easier for you to stay there and realize what your potential is there. Right, yeah. That's not in my character at all to, to move a school. I, I really didn't didn't even think about it. Not not one team hit me up twice. I didn't, I didn't want anything didn't to do with it. Didn't hit you up twice. Yeah, right. If there was a team that hit me up, they got the message pretty quickly got it, dude. that got I was going to stay. Got it. Um, Were they all in the SEC? I don't remember. I, <laughs> yes, uh, you do. <laughs> <and> <laughs> wait, I can't leave this education. I can't leave these guys yeah, that have, yeah. like, you go to war with them. You get, you, you're every day, you're building those relationships with, the, with your teammates for two years straight. I, I couldn't imagine leaving those. That speaks, my personality. It, it also speaks to the, the quickness that Coach Elko has kind of had a culture effect for you right. guys in that program. Like, you know, it would have been easy for you to say, you know what? We just saw this in baseball. Again, Devin Leary, Sam Hartman, these are all examples. These, the ACC. You know, and guys come from the SEC. And come the other way, They too. come the other way, too. Although I'm curious. You know, it's funny. You do this. But I think people were sleeping on you. That's that's why I bring it up. Not to give you a hard time. <laughs> no, it, but I think people not. were like, you know, I, I kept saying, this this guy's a baller. He can play. You do this long enough. And maybe this is a byproduct of Joe having kids. I'm having, you know, I have kids, 15, 12. And you, it's almost like you don't give them enough credit. Like, they know the deal. They know how to navigate stuff. So for you... <laughs> You got a lot of stuff coming your way, man. Like, like you said, they didn't say, they didn't come at me twice. I'm sure, are you on social media at all? 
I am. I mean, there's a reason why Homefield makes a shirt that says, don't tweet at Crutes, right? Because, like, people get all up in your mentions trying to, like, come on, you know, do whatever. But, like, we're thinking, from Alabama. So, you know. (laughs) So, it's like, we're sitting here in our mindset of how we go about things going, man, that's just so much. But for you, how do you you handle that? Yeah, I I think it's the people that are around me. Uh, Coach Elko, Coach Johns, and my strength coach are never going to let me get a big head. I mean, these guys are some of my, you know, some of the people that always keep me, you know, extremely grounded, they'll say the things that, that nobody else wants to say. They'll, yeah. they'll tell me, hey, you can get better at this. You need to get stronger here. They'll, they're not afraid to say that stuff. So it's always mm-hmm. good and reassuring to hear that. Um, and then really just my faith. Um, you know, I, I became a Christian in high school, and I learned so many lessons, uh, one, one of them being Jesus used to wash the, defeat of his, wash the feet of his disciples. And, you know, that kind of reminded me, like, who am I to think that I'm somebody? Who am I to put myself on a pedestal? Riley, you take me back to elementary school, man. All my hey, Catholic school, like, it's all coming back I'm, to me I'm right sorry. Now. I get kind of passionate about <laughs> no, that. No, no, it's, it's all coming back. It's, it's the truth. I, I really yeah. do think about that. Um, you know, whenever I walk into the, to the locker room, <laughs> yeah. I'm not better than anybody. No, that's great, uh, I haven't man. Proved it, proven anything yet. So. That's the, that's the that's mindset, mindset you got to have. That's the mindset you got to have. So you, you, when you walked over to the table, you were like, oh, this looks like a, like a fun table here. What's up with these baseball cards? That's right. You, you don't. Were you a Pokemon kid? So I wasn't a Pokemon collector. However, okay. I do still play Pokemon Go. So, uh, <laughs> wait, so there, wait, so y'all are still I playing Pokemon? Because not... there was the summer of Pokemon Go at one point where everybody oh, was doing it. You got to stick with it. You know, they shut down, you know they shut down the Durham Bulls Athletic Park for Pokemon Go one time? Good for them. Because it was at the height of it, and a lot of people wanted to get on the field because that's where like yeah, some of the hot right. spots yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. So the Bulls shut it down. They're like, fine, you want to go on the field? We'll open it up for you. And there were a lot of people who That's showed funny. up. That's funny. I'm looking forward to fall camp because there's a gym in the hotel that we stay at. So me so and some if you of the guys that play will battle. So if you open up a Pokemon, do we have a card set? We I'm not going to know. No. I'm not you, gonna, you you're not going to know any of the characters? I mean, I, I may know go. a few, but this road always leads to me looking at the card and not knowing who it oh, is. Okay. okay. So, you, so do you want to open an NFL pack or do you want to open up the Bowman Chrome from last year? Which has some college players. Oh, let's do uh, some of your some of your uh, right, we compatriots. Yeah, you want to do some of your yeah, colleagues? Let's do this let's one. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. So while you're opening up that box, uh, I, I was curious. I heard that your coach Mike Elko is a huge soccer guy. That's right. You're just getting into soccer. You're, are you at that classic case? You played a video game. Now you're into soccer. Yeah, it's the classic case. So uh, how that how that play out? We have a we have a tournament going out on uh, at my house for the summer. Um, Justin Pickett, my right guard, will end up taking me to. Nana Steakhouse by the end of the summer. <laughs> I am beating him by like 15 games right now, okay. so I'm, I All hope right. he hears this and okay. sticks with it. Because right. I'm All not, right. I, I'm not taking it lightly. I'm gonna get up. a prime rib and a bunch of fries. All right, what do we got? What do we got? All right, All right so we got here. Jamar Gibbs, oh, from Alabama, from Alabama. The home Georgia Tech last year, yeah. All right, Marvin Mims, not sure. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not the. It's okay. Joe, <laughs> Joe knows. Jaden Wally, JJ McCarthy, a great quarterback. Ooh, yeah. Um, What's he's, that refractor? He's in my class, and the then we got. Uh, Cade uh, McNamara. Where did he end up? I, I'm not sure, but he is a great quarterback. He transferred too. Did he, did he transfer? Yeah. Do you know where? Oh, uh, we, we got the Googles right in front of us. That's why so. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't transfer. Yeah, that's what we're saying, man. Like you and Drake, like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, we, know, pretty cool we, we know the deal. Or at least with Brennan Armstrong. Iowa. We saw Cade McNamara is at Iowa now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So, Riley Leonard, Duke quarterback. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Take a Pokemon pack, man. I will. I yeah, need to, I need to study take, my guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take, take one with you. So that way you know what you see on Pokemon Go next time. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank right, you. Thanks, Riley.
Jacob Monk, Duke football, joining us at ACC kickoff. I feel like I love talking to guys like you who've been in the program for a long time, and you've seen the turnaround. Mm-hmm. Tail end of your previous coach with David Cutcliffe, now with Mike Elko. The year was a surprise to everybody last year, but was a surprise to you in how you all went around to get into nine wins? Um, I won't say it was a surprise, but it, it definitely let us know that, all right, we can do this. Yeah. You know, um, we put the work in. That was very evident. I mean, we, we worked our tails off. So I hope we weren't going to work that hard and not win nine games. <laughs> but uh, seeing it come to fruition was definitely yeah. definitely a reward. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think the biggest turnaround was for last year? And, and how do you – what's the continuation of this offseason? Things getting a little bit more difficult with the schedule. Yeah. Um, I think this offseason was all about um, – going even harder um the weight room the track all that stuff did you think you had an extra gear left in you like did you discover something no i did not know know? but uh (laughs) i found out that i did (laughs) so um, what you're telling me is you didn't have a choice you're gonna find out one way or the other yeah i was gonna find out (laughs) so uh we made it through it and um yeah man it's 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 great um i feel like we really developed into a player-led team um the coaches don't have to ask us to do anything because we know what our standard is and the players on this team are going to uphold that standard. Going into last year, you, you didn't really know who your quarterback was going to be. Yeah. Coming into this year now, obviously you guys have a star in Riley Leonard. What kind of difference have you seen in, in Riley's temperament and demeanor since just this time last year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy seeing him coming as the goofy kid playing behind uh, my good friend Gunnar Holmberg to... This dude now who's a team leader, you know, who has earned it in every respect of the sense. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, he's he's a great guy, great athlete. But um, you talk about upholding standards. Riley Leonard is that kid. You guys didn't see Clemson last year. You'll see them now in the opener. Yes, sir. Is that a good thing this offseason yes, to, to have that type of challenge to look forward to in the opener? Yes, sir. I mean, it's um. You want to play the best, and Clemson is definitely the best. So um, we're really looking forward to it. That's what we've been working for um, to each each and every day that we go in the facility. So your coach, Mike Elko, saw the 1987 Topps baseball cards that are sitting right in front of you, and he, he geeked out. He was excited about that. <laughs> now, I mean, again, you're a younger guy. He's a youth. Did what? Baseball cards, football cards. Does anything jump in there? We got Pokemon. Pokemon we got garbage cards. Did you play Pokemon back in the day? I, I actually did not play Pokemon. All right. All right. Yeah. Would you like to open a Donruss pack from, from this year, an NFL pack? I would. You, know, All right. you might find a Duke guy in there. I don't know. You never know what you're going to find out in there. So it's, it's, it is interesting, though, the, the generational differences with this stuff, because this is how we passed the time back in the day. Mm-hmm. How do you pass the time now? Pass the time? I love to play, the, love to play video games. Okay. What are you yeah. playing these days? Um, I actually play MLB. All right. Um, uh, Call of Duty. Every, I was going to say, I got yeah. a fi- my 15-year-old plays what? Yeah. Rust, Call of Duty, yeah. Siege, all these things that he's doing yeah. all, all the time. So it, it's, it's a good way to occupy the time. Now, what I'm curious about is, again, changes in how things have gone around, right? Who's, who's your team? Who's your NFL team? The Ravens. Ravens? Okay, right. let's see if we get one that you like. As we uh, pile up the cards. Uh, Anybody standing out here? Kyler Murray. <laughs> okay. Travis Etienne, Dexter Lawrence. Oh. From uh 
You should know Big Dex. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, from Wake Forest, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mike Jacecki, Antonio Gibson, Kyle Duggar, uh, Robbie Anderson. That bear. Levante David. Deontay Johnson. Don't get rid of those Steelers. Where are the, where are the Ravens? Man, no Ravens in the pack? Man, no Ravens in the pack. That's brutal. Alex Pierce, Cam Taylor Bent. Yeah. That's All right. it. No oh, Ravens. man. So, again, I was thinking about the generational difference yeah. type things. Are you active on social media at all? Yeah, I am. Okay. I try to stay away, but... No, I, mean, I, I, I mean, everybody says that. You know how yeah. many times I say, ah, I got I to gotta delete that app or whatever yeah. it is. The, what I was curious about is when you see, do you see like the recruiting announcements now? Like I'm committed to X, you know, I'm going to X school or whatever it is, right? Do you see uh, any of that stuff on social media? Every now and then I'll see it. Are you a little jealous that you can get like the photoshopification that you see now? Like a guy's like, I'm going to Duke and like Duke's graphics department is off the charts amazing. Yeah. And there's the, you know, you see the, you know, the tower in the background. He's like sitting on a, on a throne. <laughs> there's a trident. You're thinking to yourself, where, where was that when I was coming up, man? Oh, where, where'd that go? I hate that stuff, man. I got, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Like, for my signing day picture, they had to pick an old picture from me because, like, on the official visit, I'm like, I'm not taking more pictures. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing all that, but that's just not is that for just, me. Is that like a family? Because, look, man, you come from a football family, right? So is that is just kind of like it's just another thing of football? This is the expectation of going here? Is that... Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, I didn't, I, I was not going to Duke for a quick second. Okay. Uh, I did not want to come here. Why uh, not? And look at you now. Fifth yeah. year. <laughs> I didn't want to come. Fifth year. Why did you want to come? The guy's got his degree. Uh, yeah. Long story. Long story. I just did not want to come here. Where'd you, was, want, where'd you want to go? I don't want to say. He's from Clayton. Oh. I don't want to say. It's the okay. other blue. It's all right. You could say it. It's okay. It's, fine. it's, okay. it's all good, man. Again, man. Fam- yeah. Family ties. I get it. I get it. Family ties, man. But Both I, ways. I'm yes. Happy that Duke ended up coming around. Perfect. Yep. There we go. Hey, Jake, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Next topic, please. So uh, the next topic will be our, our, our last topic. We are uh, going to wrap things up here with some Hey Joe. If you want to use the hashtag Hey Joe, by all means, use it on Twitter or whatever the hell Elon Musk is co- uh, calling it these days. We'll also get into the YouTube mentions. Shout out to Oakwood Pizza Box. They sponsor Hey Joe. And what's been great about being out here at AC's Kickoff, you can tell the people who are listening to the podcast uh, from out of town, yes. right? And they're all like, hey, so... What's where's, that pizza place Where's again? that pizza place? Downtown Person Street, right across from Krispy Kreme. Go check out anthonyoakwoodpizzabox.com. Order those pizzas online. Go pick them up. Go get yourself a Narragansett draft. Oh, hell yes. Oh, man. The coldest beer this side of uh, Shady's and Garner. Dude, I get the picture of Narragansett. If I don't go <laughs> pizza wine, if I don't go to. pizza wine, I go the full picture of Narragansett. All right, let's get to Twitter from Bobby Ganoush. Hey, Joe, late questions, but wanted to know your thoughts on the next pod about MLS sharing streaming revenue with Messi. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, and one more question. Forgot to mention, longtime caller, first-time listener, very clever. Thoughts on USL voting for promotion relegation, the pressure puts on MLS, and its use in other sports. Highly unlikely. Thanks. So I made a, I made a mistake today. Um, did you spit into the wind? No, no. Did you pull on I, Superman's cape? I, um, 
I made a mistake at breakfast this morning here in the Westin, uh, sitting with Adam Gold, and Messi came up. Oh, no. I'll get to the streaming stuff in a second. Oh, did you talk soccer with Gold? I talked soccer. Did you try? It's Luke sitting next to us here at the NNO table, and he's probably shaking his head like, did you really Did you really try to talk soccer with Gold? That's a mistake. Not a good idea. No, look, anyway, so we got into this conversation. I just made like an offhanded comment. I'm like, it really says something about MLS that Messi is absolutely toying with these teams. Yeah, two goals and an assist last night oh, for an otherwise not good Miami team. No. Or at least not until he got there. No, they were in last place last time I checked. My understanding was I don't pretend to watch MLS. They're at the bottom of the table, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to use the right language. Regardless, I just made the comment that it really shows you the quality of MLS that Messi is doing this. And look, to Adam's credit, he made a good point about LeBron. Like, LeBron, hey, man, look what LeBron's doing. He's still one of the top players in the league. And I said, yes, that's true. However, what's the difference between the MLS? What's the difference between the NBA and MLS? MLS is AAA. And the at NBA, best. <laughs> at best, and the NBA is the top place yeah, the where majors. you play basketball. So yes. anything, that actually is more reason to believe that LeBron James is the greatest to do it, that he's doing it at the stage and everything else. Messi... Look, relegation uh, and promotion to me, there's this very dismissive attitude. Well, American sports never does it, and, you know, it works for M NFL, NBA, et cetera. But should it continue that way? Well, one, in those other sports, though, you, those franchises are entrenched. Yes. There, there's no such thing in the MLS of like, oh, man, the Yankees or the Dodgers it's, or it's also the, the Cowboys. Structure. You know, Jerry Jones wants to win a freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. Other owners want to go and win. In MLS, they own the league. Yes. They own the team. Single it's, entity. It's a single entity. Therefore, what is the true competition level that takes place? And that's where promotion and relegation comes in because at the lower levels like NCFC, imagine if NCFC could kind of turn themselves into a bit of a Wrexham story where, hey, here's this team that was looked over for MLS expansion. They invested, they won, and they promoted themselves up to a higher level. That, I think, would create more interest across the states because there's actual stakes. That's always been my argument. There are actual stakes. I don't know what the stakes truly are in MLS, and I don't see that happen. I don't see that changing. Now, Messi, yeah, man, he's the reason why the Apple subscriptions went up. So you better cut him a deal. Yeah. I think it's wholly unique to soccer. It's wholly unique to Messi. I don't see this happening in any other sport. And he also saw – I saw the news blurb today where in the NFL they banned the Equity. idea – of giving equity to players like yes. Aaron Rodgers because that's a dangerous precedent to set. And I can see why other owners do not want that. So just something to keep in mind. But, yeah, I mean, it, I had nobody to, but myself to blame because last night I ended up talking about Tony D'Angelo with gold while oh. we're having beers. Yeah, that was a mistake, too. That was, yeah, that was, that was a mistake. There's so much wasted energy on Tony D'Angelo. For a guy who's, you know, back-end defensive pairing. Anyway, uh, from J-Rock, great discussion of sports economics with Sturgill for the bonus with Bomani Jones. How about the Saudi fund doing NIL for a college program? Is there anything to prevent that from happening? You know, it's funny. You know, we're, we have the conversations with everybody here um, that are on the record, talking to coaches, talking to other media members. But when you're hanging out at the lunch table or you're at hospitality, you do kind of make these kind of like what if jokes about, hey, which ACC team would be the one that would absolutely go all in with like the public investment fund? It's Florida State. We all know this, right? They're so desperate it's for cash. Close. Yeah. It's not even close. They're so <laughs> thirsty for money that Florida State would absolutely be the team that goes for that. Don't you agree? 
and then they would get all the money and then they'd still complain how they're broke yeah and how they don't yeah yeah yep any way to make it so that they have less excuse for their lack of success it's the league it's not that it's not that it's the league it's oh okay sure keeping them down all right to the youtube comments uh from yesterday's show if disney spins off espn i would 100 percent expect an attempt at renegotiation that's from west varner that's a question that i'm trying to get an answer to and at some point, we, we're not scheduled to talk to Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner, this week. We're, we're trying to set something up for just before the football season, uh, a little bit over a month from now. But I don't even know if he answered, if, if he knows the answer to that question. It's just, a lot of stuff is up in the air with yeah. these things. As we found out with the uh, grand rights. Yes. You know, I mean, the, yes. these documents, only certain people have seen these documents, particularly the updated version, because mm-hmm. there was no... There was no FOIA slippage no. with the new version. There, so. were, there was also some comments about expansion and things like that. You know, this is from uh, Kenneth. Some combination of Notre Dame, UConn, West Virginia, and Cincinnati if Notre Dame doesn't accept. But here's the thing. That's fantasy talk. There's nothing that West Virginia, UConn, Cincinnati's adding to the ACC table. So it's another mouth to feed at this point. Yeah. And once you do that, it, I think, would really start the motion of more disintegration of the ACC. So there's really no reason to break any of that up. All right, we'll uh, we'll close on this, our last AHO question or comment, really. I'm trying to get more into the YouTube comments okay. these days. Uh, this from Brandon. Enjoyed the interview with Alberto Riveron. I think people really enjoyed him ripping my accent, which I they, thought was I think great. They did too. My mom, my mom watched it. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, no, you're, no, no. That's the North Carolina in you. So gone he, soft. So from Brandy, he's like, I thought it was one of the most honest and transparent interviews yeah. I've heard regarding officiating. I'd love to see a follow-up with him during the season. I yes. would love to have that too. Yep. But then Gibson followed up with that saying, I know this guy was probably telling all caps some truth, but nah, there were some comments in there that were r- worth raising an eyebrow. Look, officials are going to look out for officials, man. I mean, that's... Yeah. They're, 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 but I, I do agree with their statement. 95% I, is really, really good. I also agree that there have been people in that position previously mm-hmm. that have been unwilling to maybe expose some of that process and answer for Brian Underwood being out of bounds. Yes. You know, to this day, uh, the, the late Doug Rhodes, you know, like would say to me, he was in, he was out of bounds. I, <laughs> I saw the thing. I saw it. And I'm like, all right, man, he got mad at me over it. And I'm like, well, I that's not what the super zoom uh, James Curl photo said that he, you know, but think about how much officiating has changed because of plays like that. Yes. Right. They, they basically yes. don't blow a whistle now until like five minutes after the play. My mind was blown in the pandemic when I went to the Duke state game at Carter Finley stadium and there was 200 people there and you sit there, the, the ball's dead. The play's over. Mm-hmm. And there is really this elongated pause before officials actually blow the whistle now, mm-hmm. because that's part of their practice because of plays like that. Now, back in the day, the ACC would fight tooth and nail. Okay. Hey, no, it was right. It was this. Mm-hmm. They would never even respond. Yeah. So if he wants to come in and say, hey, here's what our explanation is, I'm all for that. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm all for him trying to expedite some of those calls as well, as Dean Blandino did in the uh, USFL. Well, that's going to wrap it up for day two, ACC kickoff at the Weston in Charlotte. Thanks to everybody who dropped by. Thanks to everybody who's watched, subscribed, followed, given five stars. We appreciate all those things. And we'll see you for day three of ACC kickoff on Thursday. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.